Good evening, good evening, good evening, good night, royal and daughters of a king. Um, I am Siobhan, and I just want to say thank you to the woman of God, Apostle Joanne Hall, for just giving me an opportunity to speak on tonight. And I'm going to go to God in prayer. Father, I just want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to unite together as well and daughters of a king to listen to what you are getting ready to speak. Through me, Father. I want to say thank you, Father, for just loving me for who I am. And I just want to repent, Father, for all of the sins, for all of my sins, omission and commission, God. Thank you, Lord, for just forgiving me, for loving me as I am with the imperfections, oh, God, and just using me, God, the way I am called to be used. So, Father, I pray that this word come forth tonight for each and every woman. I pray that they get something from this, Father. I pray that deliverance will take place, God, and I just want to lift up the host of this line, the prayer that came forth, on tonight, God, and the closing prayer in advance, the remarks that will come forth. I just want to lift all of those up right now in the name of Jesus. I also want to lift up each and every woman that's on this line tonight. They could be in the bed. They could be out doing whatever they're doing, but they choose to be on this line. So I thank you, Father, for them being obedient to you, Lord. So I just want to say thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And just have your way. Have your way, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. (sighs) So my title for tonight is submission to the new covenant. My subtitle is a question. Are you ready? I have been on this for a while now, or God has been speaking to me about this for a while. Um, and I, to be honest, I am just getting to a place where it's time to release it. I could have released it, but I believe God has put me at a place to speak that the truth 
I wasn't ready. And that's why the subtitle is, Are You Ready? Because I wasn't for the new covenant. I wasn't ready to submit. And, you know, we walk around and we say that we do God and we hungry for what God has to say, but are we really ready to submit? So I'm going to go to what submission means. Submission means the action or fact of accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the will or authority of another person. They will force into submission. And one PowerPoint that really stuck out to me is wrestling an act of surrendering to a hold by one's opponent. And this really stuck out to me because guess what? I was the opponent. We can be our own enemy to ourselves. And I was wrestling back and forth with submitting to the new covenant. What does the Bible say about the new covenant? The new covenant is an agreement between God and those who put their trust in Jesus. It is ratifying with Christ's blood. In the same way, he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And this comes from Scripture, 1 Corinthians 11 and 25. Another Scripture that I will use for the New Covenant is Luke 22 and 20, NLT. This cup is new covenant between God and his people in agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. The new covenant is one of grace and forgiveness based upon the sacrifice the sacrificial death of Christ on behalf of us sinners. The new covenant is a covering. How can you not want to submit to a covering? And it's because we want to be stuck in the past and in our flesh. We want to still have the power. We struggle to trust what God wants to do with us. Or guess what? We're so busy looking at what's in front of us and not looking what's beyond us.
I will ask myself, are you willing, willing to let go, let go of those things that have been hindering you from what God has from you? I had to submit. Or I will say, going through the process of submission, here are some points for that. An attitude of the will, more than obedient, resting, leaning, trusting, abandoning yourself to the Lord. Void of stubbornness, confidence that his will is the best. And I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to submit. I didn't want to go into submission. I didn't want to do none of that. I would go back and forth pleading to God. I will say to God, and, I, and, and I'm a person who thinks all the time to myself. I'm always in my thoughts thinking about how I'm going to do this, how I'm going to do that. But God kept showing me it's time for you to submit, submit, submit. And I was always pleading with God, telling God I'm not ready. Just pretty much telling him it's not my time yet. I will always have all of these excuses. And some of these excuses, I knew that I just wanted to stay in the old me. I just, I didn't want to die to myself. I didn't want to go into that agreement with God, that bond. I would run from it. I was like the prophet Jonah. (laughs) And I'm just going to touch on that for a second. Jonah, he was a prophet who ran. And that's in Jonah. I'm going to go to that scripture. He runs from the Lord. And this is Jonah 1, chapter 1. One through three. Now, I'm just going to touch on this for a second. The Lord gave this message to Jonah, son of Amity. Get up and go to the great city of Nevin. Announce my judgment against it because I have seen how wicked its people are. Verse 3, the most important one for me. But Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. He went down to the port of Joppa, where he found a ship leaving for Kirish. He bought a ticket and went on board, hoping to escape from the Lord by sailing to Terish, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. 
And this is also from NLT. And I use this because I did have moments where I ran and I just didn't want to do what God was telling me to do. I didn't want to be obedient because I still wanted to be, you know, the old person saying that I was doing God, though, that I'm a believer, that I'm a kingdom citizen. I, I was doing all of this stuff, but I still didn't want to step into what God had for me in the new covenant because I was too busy still trying to uh, not go into submission on what I had to do because, you know, in the submission, we have to sacrifice. And that brings me to another scripture in 1 Samuel 15 and 22. But Samuel replied, what is more pleasing to the Lord? Your burnt offerings and sacrifices are your obedience to his voice. Listen. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And submission, key word, is better than offering the fat of ram. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> and I'm I'm continuing to say that because I was not ready. But it wasn't even about me. It's about what God had for me. And I was so busy being selfish in my own stuff and wanted to control everything around me that I didn't want to submit. I, I didn't want to do it. So... Something that pointed out to me and being this way, I know that going into this covenant that I will have to make a promise on my end to God. And I struggled to do that. And this is something that I learned about myself that even though it wasn't to God, it was still promises. And I noticed this about myself that, for example, as a child, this is probably a big one for me. You know, when you're a child and depending on how your childhood was like, um, depending on if you had your earthly father, your earthly mother. But you know when you have an adult in your life and they promise you they'll pick you up and take you places and do things with you, but they didn't never do it. Um, I vowed to myself that I wouldn't be that kind of person. I wouldn't be that kind of parent to my children because my earthly father, he... He always made those broken promises. And I didn't want to fail God like that. And so I'm like, wait a minute. Am I struggling to make a promise to God? At least I'm not running off of my mouth telling God that I'm going to do it and then I'm not going to do it. You know, like 
Some people may do. I just didn't want to touch that because I knew I wasn't ready to do it. But it just really made me think about, wow, was I doing something that was generational, not even trying to make the promise, but still wanting to do the things of God, even though it doesn't really connect, but it still connects because it's like, how can I act like or put on this mask and act like I'm saved and sanctified and and the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost, but I still want to, you know, have God in my life, but I still wasn't ready to submit. That's a promise, too. God held up his end of the bargain by the new covenant, by Jesus doing those things for us, by him taking up the cup, right? So how how can I not hold on my end? I was doing the same thing my earthly father did to me. And I was like, wow, I'm still carrying on something that I vowed not to do, even though it wasn't the same exact thing, but I couldn't even do it with God. Why was I struggling with this? I was disappointed with myself. And I would still try to plead with God. And try to say, well, I'll do this and not do that. But still, God wanted all of me. He wanted to make me whole. And that's the mindset that I had. And then I began to think like, wow, this is the mindset that I wanted to do for the covenant, but I didn't have the heart. My heart wasn't set. Why was I struggling to trust the promise? Even though it's in the word already, he already gave us the promise. When I said, God, I do, when when I was born again, I took up on that promise, but I just didn't want to submit to it because my heart wasn't ready. Oh, Okay. So now I have to do the breaking even in my heart to God, but I don't want to. I want to walk around with the same attitude, still going off, still doing what I do, because guess what? If you act a certain kind of way, then you're not going to have the power no more. But you never had it from the beginning because you looking ratchet out here. Let's just be honest, Siobhan. This is not who you are. This is not who you're called to be. You are chosen. This is not what I want for you. It's what God was trying to tell me. And I'm telling y'all, I always will go back and forth. Now, all of these conversations I'm having with God now, these are to myself. You know, I can be amongst people but still thinking about this stuff. And some people may ask, you good? Oh, yeah, I'm I'm fine when really I'm going back and forth from pleading with God. <laughs> but what's so significant about God and how much he loves us? He gives us grace and mercy. He gives us grace and mercy. And before I go on to that, I also wanted to share another scripture with you all about the covenant. What's so significant about the covenant? And that's Hebrews 8 
and 10 is NLT. But this is the new covenant. I will make, I'm sorry, I will make with the people of Israel on that day, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and I will write them on their hearts. Keyword, heart. I will be their God and they will be my people. So he's already telling me these things. And another scripture that I want to use for the covenant that really hit me is um, reading going down. Also Hebrews 8 and 13. When God speaks of a new covenant, it means he has made the first absolute. It is now out of date and will soon disappear. Absolute. Absolute. My apologies. Meaning, no longer produced or used, out of date, expired. And the verb for that, cause to be or become. Okay. This hit me because It says, first, absolute, it is now out of date and soon will disappear. Okay. Meaning, I need to get myself on board. I got to do what I have to do so I can receive that promise. Because I took a leap of faith. I relocated my family. My husband didn't want to come. To a whole nother state. I closed down my salon business. All it is to take a leap of faith. I get to this place where I couldn't even get settled because I was so busy traveling back and forth, still doing clients. And I was so busy struggling to submit. And we've been here for almost, and well, in February, it'd be almost two years we've been here in Georgia. But I was driving back and forth and not settling into what God has for me. That was a struggle for me. But what's significant about it is that my husband loves it here. My children are good. It was me who was struggling. And I was the one who said, let's do it. Let's go. I want God has me. I I really want what God has for me. When I was the one struggling, talking about I'm not ready to do this. And so, yes, I was going back and forth, traveling back and forth to North Carolina because that's where I'm from. And didn't even know all I needed to do was stay right here in this place and submit. And as soon as I started saying no to those things that was in my flesh, God started to show me who he really is under the new covenant. 
I begin to have promises. I begin to open up and pray. I didn't even realize these things was coming to me. Even though in my thoughts I was still struggling, or in my flesh, I'm going to say, I was still struggling. I began to go low before I can get high. Now, I'm going to explain this. I had to do some things that I felt like I had to settle for some stuff, but this is in my flesh when we should not despise the small beginnings. I told you I was in my flesh. I went to a salon space. It wasn't what I was used to, but it ended up being a divine connection. And I received favor. And I prayed for that. God continued just to bless me. Even when I didn't even have clientele. God is still providing. I still have the space. And still growing clientele. And when I felt like I was about to give up, God would show up with someone else who would bless me with another client or however else he would bless me. He, you know, he was giving me strategies on how to handle things, how to do things. And he was still blessing me. So when I say I had to get low, I had to lay everything at his feet and stop worrying. I had to go through this transformation, and I didn't – I stopped looking at the people. I stopped worrying about what it would look like to my family, and – I stopped, you know, being concerned about those things that were at home back in North Carolina because, like I said, I was traveling back and forth. And, you know, I would go and stay with family, but it was a struggle because, you know, I was seeing my nieces and nephews, they growing up and stuff like that. But I knew I had to not look and worry about the people. Because it's more than just about them. This is about God. This is not even about me. I had to physically get myself in position and kneel down before him to get low. What happens when we get low? What do we do? We, We cry out. We scream. We moan, we wail. Sometimes I've even had moments where I've passed out. I've had those moments where deliverance take place, when, you know, mucus will come up. And sometimes you have to run to the bathroom. At the end of the day, do we get low to get high? Another question. 
Do we stay down there long enough to see what God has for us? Do we do that? Do we think we're too good to get low? Because we're so much in our flesh, we can't even get down with God like that. I'm asking you these questions because I had to ask myself these questions too. Because God was was preparing me for the new covenant. I can't go out there in them streets ratchet, ministering to people at the new job, right, or, or at these places that he was going to take me. I couldn't, I couldn't go out there like that. He had to prepare me because the old man has to pass away. He was making something new within me. A transformation was even taking place. I began to see things for myself, what God was doing for me. I even approached my husband different. I approached my children different, even my friends different. I apologize when I know that I'm wrong. I had moments where my pride wouldn't even let me apologize when I knew I was wrong. Even with my kids, be more patient with them. I was maturing in what God had for me. I was maturing in my my spiritual growth. How about I say it like that? I was maturing. I was growing into that covenant because God was covering me. I was being aware of the distraction when God was trying to distract me, when I would minister to people, even when I was tired and didn't feel like ministering to people. I still did it anyway because that was the move of God. All I had to do was open my mouth. And I've said this before on this line. This is a testimony right here. And for the people who didn't know me when I was younger, I've I've said it before. I've said it plenty of times because I'm still, I have my moments where I'm just appalled. I used to be somebody who stuttered really bad. I couldn't even hardly speak. But as you hear in the way I'm talking, I'm talking just as clear because God made me a miracle to be able to speak, preach, teach, whatever that I'm called to do. And I'm just, I still have my moments where I'm just appalled. And then another testimony for you, things are, God is even doing things within my children. I see the transformation going on in my children. And it's like, wow. When we was back in North Carolina, it was so many negative things spoken over my children. It was negative things spoken over me. But God is shifting those things while we're here. Oh, yeah, it's because you started to submit to the covenant, to the covering of what God was doing. That is what was going on. And God's grace, all of this time, he's been significant. He's been so great to me. So 
before I closed, I knew it was some more things that I wanted God to do. And I decided to write God a letter. Within this letter that I was writing to God, (laughs) the Holy Spirit took over and he began to say these things to me as I was writing. And as I was writing this, he told me to share this with you all. No more excuse. I vow unto you to step into a freedom, a new living of faith. God, I have to be a willing vessel not to do things for my image, but for your glory. Have I not seek you, Lord, but continue to seek you, not wanting to be in control of everything. No, you want me to put it down, lay it at your feet, It's not my burden to pick up. That's why you must stay in the spirit. Stay full in the spirit. This is God. This is when it shifted. That's why you must stay in the spirit. Stay full on me. Keep your lamp. Keep your oil lamp full. I am coming back for my children. Will you not be there? You are connected to the vine. What did Jesus do when he looked back with the woman with the issues of blood? She had a hunger for him. All she did was touch the hem of his garment. Do you not hunger for me enough? Taste and see that the Lord is good. I thirst for you. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) He said, I thirst for you. Daughter, I remember those things that you did out of anger. Don't you pick it back up. Stay out of your head. Stop beating yourself up about the wrong choices. Let me penetrate your heart. You cannot change the past. Yes, learn from it. Grow from it. Grow unto me. For you are my seed. I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. You were not a mistake. 
Rest in me. Thank you, Lord. For you are my child. You are child of the Most High. I am not here to judge you. I look at your faults, for you are still human. I know you are not perfect. Do not let your afflictions define you because of what you did and what you used to do. I am so proud of you. Daughter, do not carry that bondage of shame, being afraid to tell the truth. You know that they say the truth will set you free. Do you believe it? Your truth will set somebody else free. It's your testimony. Now look, I got double for your trouble. Yes, daughter. Yes, there will be moments of humility, but you are not alone. I need you to follow my son, Jesus. Had his moments of humility. Thank you, Lord. Did I not show you he's doing the washing of the disciples' feet? Tell. Taste and see that the Lord is good. His faithful love endures forever. You are not forgotten. I see you. Stop looking at the people to look at you like like I see you. It's not about you. It's about your heart. Keep your eyes on me. Stay on the mission. Do not abort the mission because your selfish ways. Do not abort the mission because of your selfish ways. Everything you have is already blessed. Yes, some people you will leave behind. Don't let your love for them blind you for the love for me. Have you done your best that you can? Have you? Have you really done the best you can? I'm putting a demand on this and commanding you to make this vow, commitment, this covenant. You must surrender. Die to your old self. They say at the scriptures, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Thy rod and thy staff shall comfort me, but I am doing this in my resurrection. I shall die to myself for the resurrection. This is not a declaration. This is not just a declaration. This is the decree and the declare. So get out of your own way. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And this is all that I have, and I pray that this bless you. Amen.